Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hi, writers. Welcome to episode number 70 of How Do You Write? I am so glad you're here. As always, today I have an awesome interview with Liz Fenton, who was somebody that I collected at that Writer's Digest uh, conference that I told you about. I'm still working through my collection of people there, so um, that's fantastic. You will really enjoy it. She is sparkly and delightful. A little update on what's going on around here. Things are going swimmingly. I think I mentioned that my agent um, got back to me on the thriller. She said 80% was great, 20% needs some work, which is fantastic. She got me actual um, revision notes a couple days ago, and they are totally doable. Um, they're just not scary. There, there are some big things that I need to do. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to do them. I have no idea, but, uh, I am going to do them. And, um, she suggested this and I'm going to do it. Uh, there's no hurry to get this thing taken out. Um, there's an editor who's interested in it. However, that was a while ago. Editor may have may well have lost interest. Um, so we're going to take it out wide. Uh, but there's no hurry. There's nobody out there dreaming about this book. So um, I'm going to take the month of December and finish the book I've been writing, Fast Draft Your Memoir, uh, which is based on the class that I teach at Stanford. So December is really devoted to that. That'll be coming out in February. Um, that is going to be an indie published book, which I'm super excited about. And then in January, I will go back and do the revision of the thriller, which is going to be really nice. I normally don't get more than a few days off between like, you know, finishing a book. Well, actually, I usually get a week or two because, you know, the editor takes time to read it and then get back to you. But usually then you have to jump in with both feet and you haven't had any distance from it. So I will have had a month off from this book and that will be great. I'm in, I'm looking forward to that. The writing of the uh, Fast Draft Your Memoir book is going great. It's so fun. I love writing personal essay. Of course, you've heard me talk about this, the creative nonfiction, the stuff I do for my Patreon essays. Um, I have a collection of essays out in a memoir form from Chronicle from a few years ago. And this is something I'm super, super passionate about doing and teaching and learning. And um, But I'd forgotten that actually writing nonfiction, not not the uh, personal narrative creative essay, um, but actual nonfiction, a how-to takes me longer. Um, my goal is 2000 words a day to finish up to the end of the book. And they take longer than either fiction or uh, personal essay for some reason, because I think there's that that stress that I do need to get things right. There's research to be happening. Um, I'm not barreling through to the end. I am barreling. I always barrel, uh, but, but not as helter-skelter as I normally do. But that's been really, really fun to kind of dive really deeply down into that. Uh, so that's been great. Oh, and another thing I wanted to share with you, since this is a podcast about process, um, I have a new process and I love new processes. I'm always searching for the right process. And, um, this week I'm trying time blocking, which I, you know, I've heard of forever and it seems obvious to me, right? It's time blocking. You block off your time, but I'm experimenting with actually doing it in the calendar. I'm using Google Calendar um, to, I basically created a new calendar. So it's a new color in my Google Calendar and I use it to block out the entire day from like 
eight in the morning until 6 p.m. Uh, when I would hope to be done working, but I'm usually not. And for each 30 minutes, I give that 30 minutes a process. And while in my head, that has already been happening. It hasn't really been happening. And having it on the calendar, um, having little reminders pop up to say, oh, you are switching now from your deep work to marketing or checking email or whatever it is that I have scheduled has been kind of a great thing in my head. I've been liking it. I'm not beating myself up if I don't make it, if I miss it. Um, But it has gotten me out of my chair a little bit earlier, I think, than it normally would have done because it's just a, it's just one more um, non-painful cattle prod, really. And I'm still using um, my bullet journal, which I love. I do my, my weekly planning in that. Um, I have switched, and I can't remember if I told you, from uh, tracking tasks in Asana to OmniFocus. OmniFocus is, um, you have to pay for it. It's only on the Mac, and I do not have an iPhone. So um, it's not ideal. I can't have everything on all the devices, um, but OmniFocus is proving to be a really robust way to keep track of um, projects. So I have kind of this three-tiered system right now, uh, four-tiered, now that I think about it. I have my bullet journal. I track my time in Toggle uh, because I really like to know how much time I'm spending on things. And it's been interesting. Uh, I do more writing than anything else. And email is a close second. I've been tracking in Toggle since April. So I have a lot of data now. Um, It'll be interesting when I hit a year. But uh, I've really got to cut back on email somehow. I really, really do. I spend too much time in my email inbox. So I'm working on that um, with several different methods. So I have a bullet journal, toggle, time tracking, OmniFocus, task tracking, and now time blocking in Google Calendar. But if this makes you crazy to think about, you don't need any of this. You really, really don't. Uh, you can show up with your paper and pencil at a cafe anytime you want. You can uh, type your scene in the middle of the night without warning. I am a person, and you might be too, uh, I'm a person who loves process and systems and gaming systems and learning about them. Um, so for me, this is fun. If it's not fun for you, screw it. Throw it out. You don't need any of this. I just like sharing it with you. Um, but I wanted to read you a quote that my friend Veronica sent me. Uh, Annie Dillard in her book, uh, The Writing Life, which is probably one of my top three writing books ever, uh, wrote this. Uh, and here it is. Process is nothing. Erase your tracks. The path is not the work. I hope your tracks have grown over. I hope birds ate the crumbs. I hope you will toss it all and not look back. Isn't that incredible? Just a reminder that the path is not the plan. It's not the way we execute it. It is the work. The path is the work that we do. Uh, Speaking of that, Veronica, Veronica Wolf is um, a close friend of mine. And um, when she was on the show recently... I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, and forgive me if I have. You know my brain. It is a sieve. Um, But when we got done recording that episode for How Do You Write, uh, we were hanging out on Skype afterwards, and she asked this question um, that was, do you know anyone who needs a critique partner? And my immediate thought was, me, 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 even though I have been refusing critique partners for forever, I have not chosen to use critique partners. I have friends that I use for critique help when I need it. I'll say, you know, this book is failing in this way. Can you please read it? And 
help me work on this character arc or this narrative structure or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I haven't had, and I, and I have my friends that I hang out with and we touch base all the time on how work is going, but a regular dedicated, um, block of time once a week to meet with somebody that has the same goals and work ethic that you do to say, Hey, did you get done last week? What you told me last week you were going to get done. And if you didn't, why? And what are you going to be doing next week? And Oh, here's what I thought about what you sent me. Um, this is a very big idea I had on your work. This is a very small idea. Uh, and, and so I volunteered myself and then, um, she seemed happy and she said, I think, I think Veronica said that, um, she wanted me to do that. Uh, Veronica, if you're listening and, and you didn't want that to happen, you can correct me, but we're a really good team. So we've been doing this for three or four weeks now, um, meeting in person about once a month and the other weeks on Skype. And I have to say it's fantastic. Look at me coming into this 20 years into my writing career finally getting a critique partner. Um, you probably all know way more about it than I do, but that accountability, that sure is something, isn't it? Um, also, it's just really nice to have a dedicated time um, on the calendar where you can call somebody and go, oh my God, this is so hard, or this is not working, or this is so great. Uh, so um, that is awesome. I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see what else. I honestly think that's about it. Um, oh, I have some new patrons to thank. Thanks you guys so much. So much Gail Blot, Laura Paradise, and Kristen Roberts Connor. Thank you so, so, so much for your pledges. Um, can't tell you how much I appreciate it. All of you supporting me on Patreon, you make all the difference in the world. I can hear that Clara next to me is really trying to bark. She really, really wants to bark at the, um, ice cream vendor that's outside. So I will sign off. Please enjoy the interview with Liz. I know you will. And I wish you very, very happy writing, my friends. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. All right. Well, I am so pleased today to welcome Liz Fenton to the show. Hi, Liz. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Me, uh, Liz and I met at the Writer's Digest Conference, and we were on a panel together about women's fiction. And panels can be painful sometimes, or they can be boring, or they can be... Just, you know, they can be, just be a bunch of things, but our panel was rad. Our panel was rad. It was <laughs> really, really fun. I, yeah, it was the best panel I've been on by far. By far. It blew everything else out of the water. So um, I'm just so pleased you're here. Let me give you a little introduction. Uh, okay. Liz Fenton has written four novels, including The Good Widow with Elisa Steinke, her best friend of over 25 years. Her next book, Girls' Night Out, releases this summer. She lives in San Diego with her husband, two children, and five rescue dogs, which is even more than I I have. I have three of them and two cats, but you're, uh, that's a lot. Large... We've got five total. So well, you're still, you've, you're there. you've got the kids too. So that's, <laughs> yeah, I know this. We just got the fifth one a couple months ago, this, this old, uh, poodle and with a couple teeth and he's, he's been a little challenging. He's actually half 
peeing in the background right now. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we'll we hear my dog anyway. too. We all, we almost accidentally got a Great Dane yesterday. So I'm <gasps> oh, I secretly have always wanted one. Yeah, we're not so secret about it, but we've got it. We have to have a little attrition happen before that occurs. We just don't right. have. Room. I hear you. <laughs> I I believe me. I hear you. Well, this writing podcast is all about process. So I would love okay. to talk to you about your writing process, um, and it's really you have a very interesting writing process because it's very different from most of ours. So can you tell me about what that process is like? Right. So um, as you mentioned, I write with my best friend, Lisa, who lives in Chicago and I live here in San Diego. We grew up together here in San Diego, but she moved to Chicago about um, oh, eight years ago or so. Mm-hmm. So our process is a little different. Um Basically, we swap the chapters back and forth. So, for instance, I'll write chapter one. I send it to her. She edits it. She sends it back to me. And we flip it back and forth till it's done. And then she'll start chapter two. And then we do the same process. Depends on the book. Like for the book coming out this summer, there's um, three different timelines. So we each took a timeline and then split the third timeline. And that was a little bit different. Yeah. But we still edited each other's stuff until we were done. And then, the per- you know, but the person would stay in their own timeline to kind of keep that, you know, it going and, and, you know, have it, uh, I can't think of the word, but to, to, you know, to blend have it. Some, yeah. Yes. To blend it well. So now th- I, th- I think a lot about voice and writers, particular voices. Do you think that yours and her voice are very similar or is it through the editing process that you kind of match it into a new third voice? Our, our voices are really similar. I mean, we went to high school and college together. Um, yeah. We kind of have the same brain, even though if you meet us in person, we're actually quite different. But um, we're both chameleons when we write. So, and I may have even mentioned this when we were on the panel, but like I can tell, like if she's reading, she's like, oh, I'm reading this. And then I'll get her chapter and I can almost like hear that narrative in her writing and I do the same thing. So whatever she sends to me, I'll usually just blend into that narrative and vice versa. Yes. So we both kind yeah. of do that a lot. And and you'll see in our books, it never really has like a true narrative, like, oh, that's Liz and Lisa's narrative. We're, we're pretty um, flexible that way. And, I, and you kind of have to be when you have a co-author, unless you're writing your own, like one, you know, character and they're writing another character. One point of view, right. Yeah. Now, what did, what did that look like when you guys um, decided to do this? How did that conversation go? Well, we had talked about writing even in high school and then college, we talked about it more and we actually wrote a one act play together on like our brother word processor um, and almost killed each other. And I actually found the play uh, like a year ago. Are you gonna, terrible. I have it. You should give that to your fans <laughs> and just like, and just say, look, it's terrible. We were 21, but wouldn't that I be it? Yeah. I know. I need to reread it. And Lisa, like, was convinced it was amazing. So, like, I sent her a PDF of it. And she was like, oh, my God, this is awful. <laughs> so, so we were writing then. And then, um, what's, I, you know, then we graduated and we went on with our lives. Lisa um, was working in TV. She was at the Dr. Phil show for, like, seven years. She was right below the executive producer. She had really worked her way up. I was working in pharma- the pharmaceutical industry. And she came back to me about seven or eight years later and she's like, okay, like I'm ready to write a book. And I was, you know, starting to have kids and it was kind of, it took us a while to kind of get going. Um, but we did write one book um, and we queried agents. We didn't get one. Um, and then we wrote another book and we didn't get an agent on that, that one. And, and both of those were like 18 month processes. Oh, wow. So talking like three, probably three, three and a half years of writing, editing, querying, 
so we were about three and a half years in and, and I was kind of done. I, I didn't, I was like, I'm done. I've got this other career. You've got a great career. Like, let's just call it a day. Right. Um, and she was very insistent that we write another one. Um, so we did did we wrote uh ended up writing your perfect life and it sold very quickly and so and people were like oh it's overnight i was like no it's about five years of like <laughs> complete rejection um you there's know no there's no overnight there's no heartbreak yeah. Yeah. yeah so we got we got really lucky with the third one i think it was the right book at the right time which is yeah. i tell is everything um and we got it in front of the right person um and so oh really lucky and that was our first book that is so cool. That is so cool. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? You know, I think for me, and this is, I was, I was, I was thinking about this. I have a hard time like describing what people are doing while they're talking. Oh, me too. uh, Like, so I'll actually sit and be like, and then like, I was like, well, how do I like describe it? Lisa's the one thing when you have a co-author, if you're kind of weak in an area and your co-author is strong, you have to be careful because you actually start to get like weaker at it. And oh, so she's a little that. stronger in the descriptive. So I, in uh, girls night out, we're in the editing process. I really challenged myself to like not leave it to her to be like, you know, have someone like, you know, flick their hand or like make a gesture. I, I mean, I know that's just something so nuanced, but I, I don't know why in this particular book we just finished, I really was having a hard time and I would like walk around the room and like do motions. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, how do I describe that? Like what they're, or when I was in a conversation, I'd be like, okay, what am I doing while I'm talking to this? They probably thought I was totally weird. So I'm like thinking about it. So actually, that's, that's, that's really, my, that's a great tip though, to think of, like, to actually pay attention when people are talking and what they're doing. Cause right. I'm always yeah. trying to invent it all from scratch again. And I never know what people are doing. I have the exact same problem. So. Yeah. And, and uh, like even how they're holding their coffee cup mm-hmm. and then, oh wait, you know what? Hold on. I'll show you. There's something I use. Hold on. Let me grab I it. I'm going to show you. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm back. Uh, okay, so Lisa bought these for me. Well, for us, but I think for me. Uh, the Describer Dictionary. Have what? you ever used this? No, but I love the Emotion Thesaurus. Do yeah. you have that one? This is the Describer Dictionary. Uh, you mean Dictionary. this? All that right there. That's <laughs> my lifeblood. That is how I write. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do not know about the Description Dictionary, though. Is it as good as it sounds? It's pretty good. I, listen, I don't know how to describe anything apparently because I, I was like, you know, after your fifth book, you know, and we have two that is really our seventh book. You're like, okay, you know, there's, you know, they, they can't like guffaw or, like, you know, I mean, we no. were like using stupid words and, and, and you know, scoff and yeah. this, it, this helps the, the, the emotional um, thesaurus actually was the most helpful and the describer dictionary is good too. Oh, that's so exciting. Cool. What is your biggest, yeah. what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Uh, I really enjoy writing with Lisa. Um, yeah. you know, this, the book that's coming out in July was actually the toughest book we've ever had to write in our uh, developmental edits. We, we basically, it's a very long story, but we basically rewrote it about three times okay. and, um, re- it was really easy for us. Like, you know, for two people, like we've kind of got it down and this was a very, very t- tough process, but it really made us have to sit back and be like, okay, do we enjoy doing this, you know, together and stuff? And we, we decided that we do. And I think writing with someone else, um, being able, like, when you're down to have that person bring you up. And, and there are, I mean, there are controversy that comes with that, too, because, you you know, you're never making your own decisions. You've got to, you know, um, always be collaborating, which is great, but also has challenges. But, but that brings really, it with a negotiation, you know, so you're always kind of in that, too. Absolutely. 
Right. And so I, I really enjoy writing with her. I obviously enjoy like um, being done with the book. I don't enjoy the, the developmental edit process, probably my least favorite process, but I love writing the end of books like not just saying the end but like that last like the the downhill part like yes. where the climax and you're coming yes. down that's my favorite part I just wrote that this morning <gasps> on a book Yay! I've been working for forever I finally skied all the way downhill to those two words the end so I just feel really good congratulations <laughs> Thank you. This book that's like amazing yeah so I'm gonna, oh, after, I'm gonna after yeah. we get off our, the podcast I'm just gonna go rest on my laurels for a bit <laughs> uh you should I know we've our, this book coming out in July I just went to copy edit about three weeks ago and um it literally like I feel like I've been on vacation because we were just in constant uh development edits for four months which oh, as you know that's, that's a long that's oh, a that's a long time yeah it's it's structured really really cool but it's got to be executed perfectly so yeah. it just took a while to really get it executed uh exactly the way that it should because of those three timelines and that's a lot of brain power to be used like to have this oh. overview of that whole thing all the time i applaud you for that oh, thanks what is the absolute best or worst writing advice you've ever been given i think the best uh advice and it's advice that I give a lot to just for my own story is just like, just keep writing. And I'm actually mentoring someone right now that has um, written a manuscript and she's querying and it's great manuscript. She's a talented writer. Um, and it's just not, you know, she's struggling getting an agent and, and I've had that talk with her. Like, you're probably gonna have to write another manuscript, even though this book's great, you're probably going to have to write another one. And I think that um, for any, you know, aspiring authors out there, you're probably going to have to write, more than one manuscript. I, I don't know about you, but I don't know one successful author that doesn't have at least one, if not two to three manuscripts in their drawer that have, are never going to see the light of day. I have never heard of one, honestly, yeah. who, who, yeah. went, who went the traditional route. I have never, never yeah. heard of one. And then that may, but it's, but the hard thing is, is that's really heartbreaking for your mentor to hear because, you know, she's poured her life into that. Right. And then, and it's hard while, because, but, yeah, yeah, and we did it for three years. And what's funny is I was telling Lisa, it's kind of hard for me to go through this with her. Um, I love I love helping her and I adore her. But I'm remembering that heartbreak, right? Oh. Especially she's ta she's very talented, too. And and so um, all I can say to her is just keep pushing. And I know, like, right. you know, you did this, but you've got to keep moving. And so I really think, like, it, it, you have to do that and just you got to keep pushing through. And, and like I said, I would have quit after the second book if it wasn't for Lisa. So you maybe find that champion in your life that yeah. is like, Hey, this had to be your co-author. Maybe it's your mom or your yeah. husband or your best friend. That's just like, don't give up. Someone who you believes know? in you. Right. 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 And you, and, and while you're querying, while you spend those six or eight months querying, you're writing the next book. And so it right. just hurts less, you know? Yeah. It's just hard to pour so much of yourself into something and then it, it's hard. And yeah. I think as writers, we all get it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the nice thing about writers is we all have had that, that heartbreak. So that's, it's really good advice. Thank you. Can you share a craft tip of any sort? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, this probably comes from being in a co-author situation, but, um, be careful about becoming too emotionally attached to your writing, because I think when you do that, um, you're not a very good editor to yourself uh, and you're hard to be edited by other people. And I think it's one benefit of writing in a duo is, um, and I know I was talking about this on the panel, like you really can't get too attached to anything you write. Cause like I'm sending it to Lisa and like two days later, it's going to come back like destroyed. <laughs> and so, you know, and so you kind of learn 
and we all as writers, like you'll write a paragraph and you'll be like, man, that's amazing. That's you know, the and best then, one ever. <laughs> then you get your, your, uh, edit letter from your editor and it's like, you know, 20 pages long and that paragraph is cut. And the whole scene you know, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, work with, make sure you're working with good people, but if you trust the people that you work with, really take a day. Maybe if you don't like what they have to say, but don't reject it on instant. Like, no, like, oh, I don't like this. Let me take a day and think about it and go back to it when you've been well rested and you've had a couple cups of coffee and you really, and, and so take that emotion out of it. And then through that, and, and we just went through it too. I mean, you know, four months of editing, you know, we had a lot of stuff that we had to look and be like, okay, are we doing our best work here? Like, can we be better? And that's hard. Even when you've written four books and you've been published and all these things, it, it never ends. It doesn't end with your book contract. It's still the same process. Oh gosh, no, nothing ends. <laughs> no, that's, that's the crazy part. You're still getting rejected. Your stuff's still getting edited. It's still all the time. All, you think it's a holy grail. You get your book contract. You're like, I'm done. Like, woo! It doesn't matter though. Like, as many times as I heard that before I was published, I still believed that publishing was the holy grail. You know, I did too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I think writing is really a craft that you you continue to work on, and you continue. We're still learning lessons all the time. We learned so many lessons in this last book, and we kind of had to regroup after and say, okay what did we learn from this process? You always should be doing that. That's really cool. Yes, I absolutely agree. When you have self-doubt or those dark days, how do you deal with it? Does that go back to the co-writing again? Is it does. she there and for you and you're there for her? Yeah. I mean, I think what's nice is we hardly ever freak out at the same time. So like, <laughs> uh, you know, if we get like a, you know, an edit letter, she'll call me freaking out and I'm just like, it's no problem. I'll do it. I'll do it. Like I'm dead. Like we have this like a seesaw, oh. like interesting thing. And so, or if, if it's me, she's totally calm. We kind of flip to the other thing. And so that's unique. Um, you know, we do have a lot of writer friends too, that write on their own. And, and a lot of times they'll reach out to us and I think have like a, a good, um, uh, network of people, not people just to complain and get into the pit with, but like really people that um, are there, but they're going to lift you up as well. Um, and it's a two way street. And I think have someone like that, that understands what it's like to be an author too. Yeah. Do you think that your and, and Lisa's relationship is kind of, I mean, it's feeling all like a marriage. Oh, it's totally marriage. I mean, it absolutely is. Yeah, we actually, when our book, uh, Good Widow, came out last year, we did a bunch of freelance articles, and one of them was, um, I think it was called, like, My Other Wife or whatever, and it was about how our relationship is completely a marriage. And even um, in this, when we were writing this book, and we we don't normally argue, we started arguing, but we weren't arguing about the writing. We'd argue about, like, like, it's kind of like in your marriage, you fight about the dishes, but it's not about the dishes. (laughs) It's about, like, underlying issues that you have and yeah we're the same way and our husbands think it's hilarious because she and I have our own marriage uh you know and so <laughs> it's you got your ups and downs you know sometimes we think we need therapy but you know it's but, uh, but we don't together. go you know, it's like a total marriage <laughs> that's so funny on bad days if you could not do this with her and you were not going to do it on your own if you couldn't write what crazy profession would you want to have I, you know, I am still have my day job. I'm a pharmaceutical rep and yeah. I love it. It's, oh, yeah. I've been doing it uh, 18 years. I'm a, I'm like the girl with the roller. I don't roll the bag anymore, but back in the day, I have my roller bag and my suit. So I love it. I get to help people, um, get to, I work with great people and it's, it's just a great 
job. And you are not an introvert. Which is so, if it's great, because you go, I get to see, and I don't, and I don't, I, I like change. So like every day I'm in different offices and different environments and, nice, um, nice. yeah, and I get to be out and about in the sun and walking around. So I, I love it. I also though, honestly, now that I'm thinking about, I would love to be a personal shopper because I also, I don't get a lot of time to shop, but I love to shop for other people like clothes or picking out the perfect thing for them. I love doing that. I, and I'm really good at eyeballing it. I want to sure. be rich enough someday to afford a personal shopper because I can do it for you. Perfect. Because there are people like me who I, if I never set foot in a store again, I will be so happy. The fact that Amazon prime yeah. now brings me my groceries and I don't even have to go to the grocery store. Oh. That's it's the best thing ever. I don't. Well, the, the irony of it is I live and die by Amazon prime cause I'm so busy and I actually hardly ever step in, into a store, but <laughs> I, I love like today I, I actually had a little bit of time and I could, I just love going in, but I never go in. I don't, I Amazon prime everything. I know. It's, oh, they're the devil, it's but amazing. I love them. I love them. It's amazing. Uh, what is that? Speaking of Amazon and uh, book places, what's the best book you've read recently? Why did you read it? Oh, so I was thinking about this. Um, I have not been doing a ton of reading lately just with our own edits, um, but, and I usually read a ton. And in fact, toward the end of the year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read at least a book a week yeah. until the end of the year. But one book I really enjoyed uh, in the last couple months was The Marriage Pact by Michelle Richmond. I actually oh, li yeah. listened to it on Audible, which I don't normally do, and have this amazing narrator. But it's about this couple that um, get invited to this marriage pact. And it's like this thing, you kind of sign your life away, and it's kind of turns into something they didn't think it was. And Ooh, that sounds awesome. It's pretty cool. What's the, what's the genre? Like is, it, very, is it thriller or I, kind I of literary? I say suspense, okay. probably, but a little bit um, different, and it's done really, really well. And if you like Audible, I would actually listen to it because I – and I'm not a big Audible person, but the narrator was fantastic. Oh, cool. It was just different. It was a little different. You know, I'm really reading a lot of suspense because we're writing it, but it was a little bit different. We had like um, – Almost like The Firm, you know, maybe The Firm by John Grisham, like a little bit of like that feeling to it. It was really great. I am in. This is such a selfish question for me to ask. I always, I put it in the show because I just always want more books to read. And Oh, tell, yeah, me too. Tell us what you would like to plug right now. What would, uh, tell us about your most recent book and where we can oh. find you. Okay, so The Good Widow came out last summer, and it's about a woman whose um, husband, Ben dies on the road to Hana in Maui, but the only problem is he was supposed to be in Kansas for work. And so he, yeah, oops. So he was there with another woman and that woman's fiance shows up at her doorstep a few months later and convinces her to go to Maui with him and retrace their steps. That's and awesome. And so through that, okay, so through that process, they kind of uh, uh, discover a lot of things and there's, there's some pretty big twists in there. And so that's out now. And then Girls Night Out, uh, July, 2018. And that's about three best friends who go to Tulum to reconcile. They're having some issues and one of them goes missing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm in. I'm in. So, but uh, The Good Widow is already on my Kindle. So that's that's going oh, to be thanks. up there. I can't wait to read it. I'm going to put the marriage pact on it. Yeah, Thank you'll you love that. Thank you so much for spending Thank your time you. with me and talking to me about your really, really interesting process. And I'm so glad that we met at Writer's Digest. I'm that so we, glad too. That we stole you and, and collected you like we... <laughs> It was awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Liz. Have a good night. Okay, right. you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? 
You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.